0: everybody welcome back to the podcast um this is an interview i had with an old friend colleague boss you name it he's kind of had a role in my life in many different capacities even friend which is cool so it's kind of like a quintella is that the four in the horse racing world I don't know. I think it is, but I'm guessing. So who knows? Uh, I don't do the horse races enough to know. Um, But nevertheless, uh, Sean Cookson came in and had an interview with me today. Uh, Well, not today because today is Monday, which is many days after the interview. Uh, So I will say he had an interview last week with me, which was fantastic. It was good to catch up with Sean. He rolled in on a big, huge motorcycle, made a bunch of noise, scared the crap out of my dog. It was perfect uh, it was all the things that I hoped it would be in that we covered some cool and interesting things kind of around life and work and people and the way the humans do what the humans do so yeah I mean just uh, generally a good little chat with someone who I have a lot of respect for someone that has you know been an interesting advisor and, uh, and in a weird way at times a bit of a mentor somebody that you know resonates with me as another human on the planet and uh, has had a similar pattern of life and Someone that I've kind of gone, well, that guy seems to know what he's doing. You know, how how does he do it? So I hope you guys enjoy this one. But uh, before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping. I was uh, talking to somebody who wanted to listen to my podcast on an Android phone and realized this was almost impossible to get to on Android phones. I I did not know that. So some small things. Apparently it's in Google, uh, the Google podcast, so you can get to it there. Um, But I do believe in order to do this, you have to be very specific in how you search for it. You cannot search for it by name. You have to search for it by my name. So I'm going to have to figure out how to fix that. But I just don't have the Android devices. So I'm going to do some tweaks to the feed to see if something changes there. Nevertheless, uh, stuff like that's good for me to know. I, I do want you to be able to listen to it on the things that you use to listen to these podcasts. And so, yeah, in order to do so, I, I do need the feedback. So it was good that I kind of sat down next to somebody who said, hey, I can't find it. And, uh, and yeah, and then, then we walked it out and I was able to see that. So thank you uh, to a colleague of mine, John, for letting me know, because that was very helpful. Outside of that, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. I, nothing specific about the feedback yet. Uh, people just say they enjoy it, which is cool, and I'm happy to, to take that type of feedback. But if there are some specifics there, that would be good. Uh, topics, areas, things that you guys want to hear about, that would be good. Uh, send it in. Um, I am in the midst of a throwdown for some uh, interesting new branding for what I'm trying to get uh, going, some some new look some new look stuff, which should be pretty hectic. It kind of fits into the whole the whole world of what I'm trying to create, which will be fun. So yeah, looking forward to launching that hopefully in the next week. Uh, a good buddy of mine's helping me out doing that. So yeah, so some changes, some things. And um, The momentum seems to be going and, I, and I'm getting excited. I like doing this sort of stuff. Um, also, again, if you're listening to Food for Thought, feedback there too. Uh, And if you can get on Apple Podcasts or you can like on SoundCloud or you can provide feedback or ratings in any way, those things are helpful for the algorithms to get the algorithms to find me so that others can listen. I did get a like on SoundCloud. I've had one like on SoundCloud. So whoever that was, uh, thank you so much. Um, I can say that I know this person by name, but I might just leave it anonymous in case they listen again, uh, just so that I can say... Thank you for the like. I appreciate it. It was good that um, somebody decided to tap that button. Give me the, jo- give me the good vibes. Um, I do have an Instagram. I do have a website. I do have a Twitter. And uh, all those things are available in the show notes or in the, the description. So if you want to follow me there, please do so. Uh, so without further ado, I introduce Sean Cookson, a great and interesting hipster guy that uh, seems to have it all together. Just like all of us. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you in the outro. Oh, the outro. So anyways, this is just sort of a, a general chit-chat conversation. They generally go for maybe an hour. It just depends on how long we chat for cool. um, and what kind of drags out. But then it's also kind of contrasting um, how technology is a big, massive filter engine that kind of Pushes perspectives into the wrong direction at times, or creates an odd context for how you might um, you might perceive yourself, uh-huh. right? And then not do things, or do things, or act, or kind of create biases uh-huh. that don't really help in today's world, right? So there is a slight format around the chit chat. First off, Sean, thanks for coming on the show, Sean Cookson. You and I know each other; we've known each other a long time. I was thinking about this. So StreamX days was the the beginning, Mm. but I don't know what StreamX
1: was, well, StreamX kicked off around 2001.
0: Okay, so I don't know how long you guys were around before I got a job there, but I moved here in 2001, so it was about a year and a bit, okay, I can timeline this. Probably 2003. Yeah, thereabouts, I'd say I came in Mm -hmm. and I met you and I was just thinking today about how Jack would run around, Mm. he'd show up, little kid. You know, he was yeah. little, he's he's, tw- a, he's 23 in Columbia at the moment. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I feel like the mane that he wears, he's, he's He could fit well in yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Um, only because I've got my kids. Right. And so for me, it was like, I was oh, this pre kids for me always have been a big fan mm-hmm. of kids. And that was where my thoughts went to today was around Sean. I've known like bump, you know, in and out of each other's sort of worlds for a long time. Remember your kid remember thinking, Oh my gosh, like this guy's got a kid. What's going on? Who is this guy? But I just love kids because mm. for me, kids are the great escape. Mm. And um, and then now, when I see it, I see that you got this family, you got these daughters, you got this son that's now grown that I knew, mm. don't know for he wouldn't know me at all. Yeah. But I've seen him grow up, which is crazy over so the interwebs. And uh, yeah, he's a beast of a guy. He's yeah. he's a big fella. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where he gets that from. Not from me. I, I, well, from his mom's side. Of I the just family. don't know yeah. what you know. But like that was a whole different thing. Mm. And you know, so I was just thinking, man, it's been a long time. You know, since I think that we've known each other. So mm. if it was 2003, I mean, mm. geez, that's uh, mm. that's like 16 years. Man. All right. Well, so who are you, Sean, Mr. Cookson? Mm. So uh, I'm a dad, three yeah. kids,
1: 23-year-old son, two girls, 17 and 15. Uh, married. I'm on my second marriage and married to Rosie, 17 years. Okay. And – um. Life's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, uh, I, um, what are my passions? Cooking. I love to cook. Oh, man. Cooking's big Uh, in your world. uh, It's huge in my world. Drink making. Uh, Mixology. Getting getting out. Uh, I love anything to do with two wheels, whether it's cycling or motorbike.
0: Yeah, well, that's how we kind of reconnected recently in the last couple of years.
1: Um, And,
0: yeah. Where are you from originally?
1: Born in Sydney. Oh, Sydney Boy, yeah. Yeah, Sydney Boy. Uh, lived here all my life, but have travelled a lot Yeah, for right work for work. So okay. I guess, you know, uh, some of it sort of fly in, fly out sort of when I, had it. I was working... At Nasdaq, where I was going to Singapore, oh, sort of. That's
0: right. Yeah. Every other week, and well, that's when we worked uh, together again, which was also yeah, <laughs> odd because we worked right. together. Then I, I, Thompson bought, Reuters, yeah, I and I left, yeah. and then you were kind of this the guy I got reintroduced to yeah. when the company bought the company I was at. TR, yeah, yeah, TR. That was a different day. Yeah. Oh man. And then yeah, because I still good friends with Ben. Like, yeah. Look,
1: I've got so many friends from that
0: time as well, that either worked with me or yeah. my
1: clients, or which is great. Yeah, it's something I
0: love. Yeah. um, So Sydney, born and raised. And you were saying, what, this side of the bridge? North side? Uh, uh, yeah, I grew up
1: on the North Shore um, and spent most of my life in various houses in St. Ives. Oh, St. So Ives. My dad was a right. builder. Okay. So, um, it, well, he was a tailor before that, but he was a builder. And uh, so, you know, he'd buy the crappiest house on the best street, knock it down or renovate it, you know. Yeah, I and mean, that was And then massive.
0: just as it got good, oh, yeah. we're getting another place. We'll move to another yeah, yeah, place yeah. now. So
1: we kind of hopped around.
0: So that was your, like, childhood was Ooh. bumping around in St. Ives. And yeah, very that's areas. right. I think we had four or five different places that we lived. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so. cool, man. That's cool. And then um, this sort of rabidos thing. I feel like I know nothing about this world, but you are like the one person I point at. And then I'll bump into someone else that I might work with. That's a Rabidos fan. And I'm like, well, I know a guy. Yeah. It's a little bit of a, um, (laughs) an issue. Is it an issue? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's, I'm, it's rare. Like I, like I'm a Boston Bruins ice hockey fan. That's the only thing like I go hard for with respect to sport. Otherwise I'm real passive about it. I don't really care. You know, I can, I can root for a team or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to go to a game. Like, I, how am I going to get to that game? Yeah, I can only really right. watch it online. So I'm yeah. a, from afar, I'm an armchair kind of guy, and um, and I'm very you know very upset because they just recently didn't win the yeah. Stanley Cup. Right, uh-huh. they lost. So I could I had to go into like a dark cave for a while. Mm. But that's the only sport where I feel like you get to live and breathe yours. Yeah, I could,
1: yeah, and I've only got that's that's the only sport I really that follow. It? Mm. That's it. And so mm. when we lost last Friday night i lost, yeah, knocked out of the prelims. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, that time. Of year. next that's week. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's okay. I'm cool with that. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. but I, as Rosie knows, like we're at a we're at a pub in the bush in Narrabri watching the game, and I'm dirty that night. The next yeah. time, I'm like, oh, okay, we're out yeah. now. I can relax. Yeah. No, it you took know? me a but, while. Yeah. No, I, I get over it pretty quickly. I mean, I'm very passionate. Yeah. And and I live and breathe it. All through, all through the season. Oh yeah, like you're you at know, games. You know, we get, the whole family don't go to a guys. lot of games. We go to a few. We got a few of the family games. Yeah. Like you got Ooh. the
0: whole, like the whole family into it. Yeah. Is there yeah. any choice to? Well, be my brother-in-law in- got me into it. Oh right. Yeah. Years and years ago. Okay, so, okay. so said, this wasn't yeah. some childhood thing. This is like no, he, adult level yeah. commitments. Yeah. To yeah. sport. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Because I, when I was a kid, like I didn't have a lot of TV. Like, TV was hard yeah. where I was from, which yeah. was weird because they didn't have like I remember my dad got this cable box, <laughs> the cable got installed. Yeah. There was no free air. We were yeah. in the middle of the mountains, so there was no freed air, nothing there. And then they got a box installed in there. I think there was, I want to say there was 13 buttons you could press on the mm. top that the channels came through on. And then that eventually got upgraded to a, a weird remote control. My dad would fall asleep and he'd press the buttons wow. when he was asleep. Remote control. And that was weird. It was uh, this. I remember small. the day that
1: um, Color TV came in. The first <sighs> first thing we watched was the Flintstones. That was the very first thing we all sat there watching Flintstones in color. Like gobsmack. blew your unbelievable. mind, unbelievable. But before that, we had a color TV. This is inverted yeah, yeah. Uh, color TV, which was actually just a TV that had slightly tinted glass that was blue, oh, wow. green, brown, or something on the glass to yeah. make give it a bit of a color. <laughs> oh, really? Really
0: Weird. Was that like a DIY thing, or was no, that like no, a no, legit no. That's how product? It yeah. Oh wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah. The halfway point yeah. between black and white. I don't, I don't know about half. About well, 2%. something, yeah. something more than black and white, yeah. I guess, or grayscale. Yeah. Well, so as a child, I had this really weird, like, uh, I guess this weird dream that would reoccur. And then also this sort of reality that was created as a result of this dream, mm. <clears throat> whereby... I used to dream that the world was black and white because there's this sort of fact that everything was in black and white through the televisions, Mm. right? And then I walk through this doorway into color and then everything becomes color, right? And so for a lot of my childhood, I believe that's how the world had worked, that it was black and white one day and then there was this point at which everything changed to color, only because of a timeline of how TVs worked. And I carried that for a long time, thinking that was how life was as a child. <laughs> that okay, I remember, I'm pretty sure it pop, the bubble popped when I was like talking to an adult about it. And you say so must have been black and white. Like you know, i had a full adult, like really mature conversation with this person, where they kind of stopped and said, "So do you you think the world was black?" I was like, "Well, wasn't it?" You know, they're like, "No, no, no, kid. It was always color. It was just that." And I was like, "Oh." Just weird wow. when you can run okay. for a long time yeah. on some information like that. You know, but yeah, anyways, that was that was how I roll. I still, I still use that to my advantage. I like to believe that the things in my head, which are far more entertaining, exist. And I'll ride with them, even though I know they might not be true. I still like to pretend that I hear it that way mm-hmm. or that I see it that way. And then I bring that up with the people and then they say, well, it's not that way. I say, yeah, but it was much better the way that I was thinking it was for me. And I enjoy it more that way. Yeah. You know, kind of like, for instance, that I brought up to you the other day that I thought you were a character from a TV show. You'd be a great character.
1: <laughs> and I've never seen the
0: show. You've never seen the show. So
1: I just thought, yeah, okay, I could be that uh, hipster uncle. Yes. I'll have to watch be. the show. And you're like, I just made that up. I I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's stay, me. Stay crazy. Anyways, well. hey. So I was raising
0: this with my, because I said you were coming around. With Thank the God I didn't lie and say,
1: that's my favorite character I on know. that show. <laughs> no, that'd be so good. I could have done that.
0: Well, I did kind of realize that you thought it was a character. And I was like, I better tell him that yeah. I made this up because he may not know. And I was like, okay, I'll tell him. But I was showing pictures of my wife to you just to validate this. And she goes, oh, no, definitely. It's when you have glasses on that you look so much like you could be related to him. And it's wow. almost like this weird, almost like kind of parallel genetics, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, oh yeah, just in picture, yep. you know, but he's a scientist. Uh-huh. That so- makes sense. Well, you could be the cool opposite. I did science. You did science? Yeah. What do you mean yeah. you did science? Biology in high school. Biology? Yeah. Well, For a couple of years. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> it, <wasn't just> <laughs> it was just beyond the me. normal core curriculum <laughs> of everybody's biology. Yeah.
1: You got excited about it. No. No. No, I'm just saying. That I you did, did that. biology. Mm-hmm.
0: you just associated So there's some yourself. sort of association there right? is. with a scientist? Yeah, I guess science, so. Same. Did you do chemistry?
1: No. No. Oh, yeah. Well, you had to. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So you've done yeah, a lot I of dropped s- it. I've <laughs> <You've laughs> done, done a lot, lot of science. <laughs> Very scienced. <laughs> Very scienced yeah. up. Yeah. Up with the science. Yeah, I'm up sciencing on this. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All over that. <laughs> All over that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, the, the one thing that I think we should all know is is that, you know, didn't you tell me this is gossip thing? This was personal. Well, okay. no, it's not that personal. It's no. such a more of a story that I okay. think you told me. Oh. Was your dad a tailor?
1: several Row tailor. so made suits for Duke of Windsor, Alec Guinness. That's insane. Uh, Duke of Somerset. So um, was that here? David Niven. No, in the UK. So right. he was a tailor. He was in the army, mm. in the British army, green jackets. And then... Um, Became a tailor and worked in, um, I can't remember the name. I've got a photo of the of the shop on Savile Row when I, because right. I remember the name of it and I took a photo when I was mm. there. Mm. And I went into the shop mm. and it's this, like it's tiny. It's this what's What size is this room? Oh, well,
0: I'm going to say it's maybe four by three meters. Matt, Not much bigger no, than this three room. Meters, Not maybe. much bigger than this room. Yeah, three by three.
1: But there was a spiral staircase down. Uh-huh. And I remember him telling me that, that all the tailors would work underground in level, in different levels just went down. Yeah. And I spoke to this guy. He would have been in his nineties and he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Your dad um, would have worked downstairs, you know, with the other tailors. Oh, you literally were talking to a guy. Yeah. To a guy that would have worked with him. This guy had worked there all his life. Wow.
0: So wait, this is like almost Harry Potter style, like multiple layers. Very. Wow.
1: So they just had a few couple of suits on display upstairs and you go downstairs to be your first fitting. And that's where all the work happened. It's like yeah. the,
0: it looks as like I've seen the Kingsman. I hate to just drag. Yeah. The I don't think it that. was that. That know, level that of smooth. Yeah. Right. But yeah. They, it was, but that style is what I'm push- yeah. picturing in my head. Very old sort of like school. Single door, yep. maybe a window. Yeah, it, was it was a little, little glass front, thing. little yeah. grass,
1: glass street front where lots of tailors were. Yeah. And um, then when he and mum immigrated with my two older sisters, opened up his own tailor shop here in Sydney. Right. And did, back then, the only people that had full tailor tailored mm. suits were politicians, admirals and generals and, gangsta- right. and gangsters. And gangsters. And that was it, really. And maybe senior bankers and things. But that, right. back then it was super, super luxury. Whereas now, it's yeah. not uh, unattainable. Like, someone can get a yeah. suit made. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. You might, yeah, you might aspire to do so or whatever is yeah. a thing now. It's fairly yeah, you more can, A lot
1: of people have got a tailor-made suit, mm. at least mm. one or maybe mm. one, you know. A, for a wedding suit or whatever. Whatever, yeah. You know, but back then, it was just a very special paint. Yeah,
0: the most I've done is just taken up the legs. Fair just, enough. Yeah, i don't of, think that counts, Joe. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not tailored. No. Jeans? N- yeah. my wear. No, no, they weren't jeans. No, I suit. get jeans. It was suit pants. Nice. I tried this suit on the other day, and it's too old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the pants would also have to now be adjusted to fit the way that I like pants to fit, uh-huh. because these were like boot cut, weird don't understand <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they were bell bottoms. That's yeah, how big nice. they were, but I'm pretty sure they were just straight legs. They'll be back. They'll be back. Just hold on to it. <laughs> yeah. I also have like a giant Fat Joe Hugo boss suit that I bought when I first moved to Australia from David Jones on sale. Was it Hugo? No. Maybe it was Hugo Boss. I don't know. It, was exp- it wasn't like it was crazy expensive. It was, you know, like the yeah. sales they do. Yeah. That That is Fat Joe huge to get a job in Australia because yeah. I was like, I got yeah. here and they're like, oh, you need to get a suit. You know, so you can go to job interviews. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I gotta go to job interviews in a suit. I'm like, where am I getting a job? What is happening here? You're coming from the states where you just kind of maybe wear a nice shirt or whatever. You don't have to really get overdressed for the job. You're just dressing for the job, so you can show them you can do it. Not dressing beyond the job, like the boss's job. You know, (laughs) so for me, I'm like, whoa, what what what's happening here? It's like 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 shocking. You know, like you're gonna need this suit. It's gonna be good for you. We'll invest in the suit. You'll need it for all your jobs in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like a computer guy. Why do I need a suit to do the work? <laughs> and no shit. I have been in jobs as a computer guy yeah. wearing a suit. Yeah, I know. Here. I've seen you do it. I, you've seen me do it, but I'd go to another job and do it. And everyone was saying, what
1: the fuck are doing wearing a suit? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, but that's right. We used to wear suits to the broadcasts. Yeah. We were at those events. Yeah, oh, the awesome. webcasts. Webcasting. Man, what a time. So I bring that up because, one, I always marker you as one of the stylish guys I know. Thank you. It, it's It's... Uncanny how well you put yourself together, and I only see you again on social media. I, I don't know that well when we work together. You're always looking good, right? But but I see you, and I see you doing your thing, and you're gonna go do something, and you always look really tight, well put together, guy. You know what I mean? Nice. And I, I think it's like well, yeah, good. Like, it's like top to bottom. You got it all going on. I'm pretty sure the the shoes are matching the belt, and the socks are doing a thing, and mm-hmm. you've got it all. You got a, probably a pocket scarf something going yeah. on, matching yeah. something else, but it's all working, right? And I always equate that to, there must be men that have had some form of heavy influence from someone. It was my dad. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, i still
1: got some suits that he made.
0: Oh, wow. For yeah. you or just in jail? No, oh, if, like his for customers oh, right. that
1: might not have picked them up because they were in jail. Yeah. Or, oh, know, so. <laughs> I like that. One of those gangsters didn't show. Yeah. it didn't make yeah, it. A red velvet suit. No kidding. No kidding. i Have I've you, worn the jacket? Have you a, worn the jacket? To a party. Wow. Yeah, with a... Yellow paisley Do you know silk whose line. jacket, like whose suit? No idea. No, no idea. I've got a waistcoat that I wear,
0: yeah. that he made. Yeah, right. I still wear today. And a waistcoat that he made for a customer. That, but what is—is is that the vest thingy or is it's it the little waistcoat? A vest. It's made like a shape, uh, Yeah, vicuna with handmade buttons and silk lining, and yeah. so I've I best pretty much understood buttons and silk lining. I don't know what a vacuna, vicuna. Vicuna, it's some rare animal. An animal. Oh, shit. Yeah, but it was, he uh, was serious. Yeah. Wow, he was into it. Ooh. And then he got into the house building. Yeah. After that. Yeah. That was another. He was very re- good with his hands, hands. Yeah. Well, and very good eye for detail. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I always found that as a very interesting you know, tidbit about you. I also want to say that did, I, did you do military? Like army? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. a thing when you were younger? Long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Because yeah. my current boss did. The same thing. Uh-huh. And then in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if they know each other. But I don't think that that's fair. <laughs> it's just kind of looks like they <laughs> both served at some point. That's and unrealistic. It, yeah, it's unrealistic. Also, I think he did it so he'd go to England and then he served over oh, there, like out. parallel. Like yeah. he did that yep. over there. Yep. So And then he was trying to get into the British Royal Army or something, like just to oh. live there or something. I don't know. He's told me the story and I was like, that's a lot of work. And it was like... Did he just fly there? <laughs> well, no, but bit it was all part of like an age thing. <laughs> you know, he's a bit of a hippie. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, it'd be interesting if he listens to this, but yeah, he is a total hippie. Uh Like, um, Kangaroo Valley lived in a van hippie. Yeah. As a, like, I don't know if he was a kid or not, but anyways, I'm interested to interview him. Be fun. Interview my boss. Yeah. You were my boss at one point in time. Kind of. Is anyone really your boss, Joe? I don't know. No. I don't even know if I'm my own boss. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of talk to myself a little bit about it from time to time. Anyone actually
1: control the Joe? I don't know. No
0: it's a problem it's a problem I think for some people they freak <laughs> out I still have this sort of thing in my head about how I think sometimes there's two things that I wonder about myself one are people when people perceive me or see me in a, in a way um uh, do they find that they have this sort of idea of who I am and therefore place me into, you know, situations based on what they think I'm going to do? Like kind of prejudgment, mm. right? So I kind of go, oh, well, maybe they think because I'm so over the top sometimes, or I, I kind of speak my mind, or I'm direct, I'm very direct, or I'm confident, or whatever. Mm. Do they inadvertently hold me back from what I'm trying to achieve because that's sometimes too much, or they think I'm going to go into a situation where I'm going to blow it up, right? Or I might say mm. things that maybe maybe you aren't what want to be heard at that time. And, you know, I'm good at reading a room, but, you know, sometimes I say what I say, right? And that's sure. what I do. Kind of what I think I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But I have this sort of issue, not a major issue, but in my mind, I go, well, is it because you're worried about me? you're worried I'm like a liability and say in like a situation where we're going to go and do something, right? Where that, you know, and I'm already kind of frustrated, like, well, why isn't this going anywhere? Why aren't we doing something? How are we going to make it better? And then, you know, I feel like, you know, say people in the room will go, oh, no, no, we'll just kind of go and create context without you because we're worried you're going to go in and say, well, this is stupid mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and maybe upset people. Yep. I don't know if it's true, but I feel like it's a thing, mm-hmm. right? Because of kind of like, you know, the thing you just said, which is, is anyone can anyone be a boss to the Joe? I call it the Joe show. That's what I call it. Uh-huh. Um, there's a level of intensity about what I do. And, and it's, as I've gotten older, gotten more extreme. <laughs> I call it positively extreme. That's why I wasn't worried about
1: today. I thought it'll just be Joe talking to himself. <laughs> For the whole time. With the Sean, What do you think? Yeah, good idea. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. then you're off again. And I'm <laughs> off again. Just got me loose. Um, and then, you know, I guess the other thing is, is it's like, you know, where do I throttle, right? Which I guess is the thing that you kind of mentioned here is, is that, you know, w- at what point do I know that it's too much, right? Yeah. And so I've been very aware of that recently mm. in doing, and not just in doing this, what led to this, right? Mm. In understanding, you know, when I'm doing a thing, when I'm putting myself out there, my energy levels play heavy on the world around me. Mm. And I've noticed that, you know, I'll swing up and down. This is the nature of who I am. So I'll kind of be up one day and kind of swing a little bit lower the next day, depending on what I've got on or sure. how I'm feeling. yeah. And I've watched kind of you know that sort of externalization take effect where others will just go, oh well, what do we do now? You know, is he gonna? What's wrong with Joe? Is, is he is he okay? And then people say, are you okay? And I'm you're like, just, no, I'm, I'm fine. Just a bit flat. Yeah, I'm just flat. Mm. But I, it's like sometimes I'm not allowed to be flat, which is weird you because you set an expectation. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. I know you know, what you mean. Uh, do you? Mm. Well, tell me about it, Sean. It's totally. your turn. Totally. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, I guess like I'm I'm one of those. At work, I like to have fun. Yeah. And I like to muck around. Yeah. And I like to joke. Mm. And if you're having a flat day mm. and you're not over the top, you're not ex- extra extrovert. Yeah. And you're not making jokes. Then mm. everyone's like, oh, you're in a bad mood. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just quiet today. I've got a lot to do. or just, Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I'm so not I totally to get be it. me. Yeah. 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 You know, you yeah. can't always be on. You've got to be off sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think so. And I think it's important that. You, so sometimes giving yourself to other people. And I think that what, what you, you know, we share the same birthday. 9th of December. That's right. And I feel, I've also felt that something that, you know, kind of character wise, you know, we have a sort of thing or a level of, I'm not a star sign guy, but there's sort of the
1: thing. I'm not, but I've heard we're great shoppers and fantastic lovers.
0: Yeah. And I've also heard that we're always right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. <laughs> Yeah. I so, didn't read the bad stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> I only heard the good things about what yeah. I am and I don't believe in astrology <laughs> or I, I, astronomy. I, astrology. It suits me. No, joking. I know what it well, is. Astronomy. I, I know, know. <laughs> it's not. You're a scientist. You would t- you would correct me. <laughs> um yeah. So I think that, that, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've always felt in the time that we've known each other, there's sort of a, you know, there's a thing there, you know, mm. like, like, we kind of both see some of this, these things in a similar yeah. way. I can't go to work without having fun. Absolutely not. It drives me crazy when it's boring. And I now suffer from like mm. this, like almost comatose that kicks in if mm. I'm not mm. engaged. It's a, I get depressed. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean cuz you did mention you like to change jobs every couple of years yep. or, or change it up right yep. is that part of the shake up is that what you're going mm. for is like mm. uh just a new new setting right absolutely and and is that because you're looking for some sort of change out you know in your mind or is it is it about is it about the, a new challenge is it just about or kind of all of these things
1: yeah I, don't... I think it's a mixture of things right you know and it's just not wanting to sit still right um, but it's funny because on a personal level, at home, I like that stability. But yeah. work-wise, it's the opposite. I yeah. like change. Mm. I love change. Mm. So you know, if things are happening and if things are changing and there's unpredictability, yeah. I'm quite happy at
0: work. So it's kind of like as long as there's some new challenge, or there's a regular challenge, new mm. operation, something to, mm. to figure out or do. Yep. Right. So, so then really the mind's completion problem, with you could be an issue right so as soon as you feel completed or successful in a thing that has no future totally what am i doing now yep boredom boredom sets in
1: wow so business as usual do my head in
0: yeah and when did you realize you were like this do
1: you know i think i think rosie my wife actually might have just said oh you know you're not you're i can't remember the conversation but she might have said something about how you know you're when you get bored you get down right and i was like oh that's the problem that's why i'm not that's why I'm feeling so flat. Yeah. I'm bored at work. I'll, I'll get another job. Right. And then it kind of happened, you know, and then I this see. sort of thing started to happen, mm. happen where every two or three years, it'd mm. be, mm. I think I worked out, I, industry change about every five years. Yeah. company change about every
0: two and a half. Right. Okay. So like a couple jobs yeah. per industry. Yeah. Yep. Kind of get good at, yep. you know, kind of doing the thing. And I love going into a completely new industry mm. and learning about it. Yeah. I don't mind um, that as well. Yeah. yeah. There's a good challenge in that. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Definitely. And different way of, th- you know, you're mm. bringing in a different way of thinking mm. and uh, not that you know everything, but you're just bringing in a different perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a time and I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm that old, but, but in, in life where you had to have that industry experience, I no would take you seriously. Yeah. It's like when yeah. we, when I got out of streaming, I couldn't find a job because, like, oh, yeah, this is all you've done. yeah. And I'm like, how is that the marker for, yeah. like, me knowing how to do the next thing? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, this is all you've done for the last five years. And I'm like, man, I've done so much stuff in that, you know? Yeah,
1: that streaming guy.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird. But now – and I, I, do you think that uh, – well, I, I see something. But, like, do you think that, that the perception of how people work is changing now? I mean – you know, in the sense of their expertise and yeah. how they operate. I, I, I
1: think we're going to look back in ten years mm. and think, God, what were they doing? Working five day weeks? What were they doing working five? Right. Like, just idiots. Yeah. No. You I, know, I definitely um, just that. structuring our entire lives and wondering why everyone, why we've got high suicide rates mm. and mm. why people are depressed, and we structure everything around this really rigid format that you've got to be at a desk at nine and you leave at five. Yeah. And and you know, and that's when you're starting to see this change where mm-hmm. companies are like well actually um we're we're more profitable after we introduced a four day working week or yeah. providing flexibility you know mm-hmm. you can work from home if you want to work from home we and yeah. you know, trusting people yeah and i think in 10 years 15 years time people will look back and laugh at how stupid we were mm. that we hung on to these old concepts around work yeah and uh effectiveness and what you need to be doing to be working.
0: I I mean, there's so much about what you're saying that I agree with, mainly Mm. because um, the trust side of this has never existed. Mm. I don't fundamentally believe companies trust the person. Um, And that's the problem.
1: Management's always fundamentally been based on, well, you can't trust the employees. Someone's got to manage them. That's right. That's right. As an asset. Yeah. And we got to
0: optimize and maximize and get them to do all the things. Yeah. And if they're not doing it, then we have a way of measuring and somehow making a decision when really you're corrupting the entire situation by providing some sort of environment whereby the people go, what am I going to do today? You know, I've got to look busy. And the unbelievable amount of stress involved in looking busy yeah. Or yeah. pretending to be busy and being managed by someone. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about imposter syndrome now, and no yeah. wonder it's such a big deal yeah. because everybody's still on this sort of kick of thinking, oh, I'm going to get caught. Yeah, I'm going I'm to. And gonna they're f- second guessing what they should be doing. 100%. You know,
1: and that's, and you can see, you know, in, in management, um, I guess, uh, methodologies mm. that the way things are progressing, it's becoming more about not managing, but just coaching when, yeah. when needed. Mm. Otherwise, Leave it alone. Yeah, right. Not it. You know, yeah, we're I know. Talking what you mean. about it, but yeah. leave, you know, leave the 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 beast, leave that in yeah. you know, a work group alone, mm. and let them
0: get on with their job. Uh, I think about the minutiae, mm. right? All of this sort of mess happening. Oof. There's something that's always great about it, so long as there's some basic sort of uh, teaming going yeah. on, some structure yeah. around the teaming, yep. a bit of confidence and freedom to kind of yep. an opportunity, and you know, and some accountability to push. Yep. You know, that to me is what makes people get up and go. It's the
1: purpose. This is what we're here for.
0: Yeah. How do we get there? Yeah, exactly. Um, and getting out of the way, you know, but I I, I don't believe leadership exists anymore. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I, it's rare for me to see someone and I go, well, that is a leader. I see a it lot is, of managers. It's rare. And if you follow
1: a lot of leadership conversation, I'm going to talk in italics there, um, if you pick you that up, yeah, yeah sure. The sure. accent on the leadership, <laughs> um, it's just people repeating what other people are saying, and yeah. there's nothing. There's not a lot of new thought out there, mm. and it's just a rehash, basically, mm. what leadership is, and um, you know, and a lot of the time it is really just um, facilitating and creating a um, an environment to be able to do what it is that they want mm, to do, mm. rather than, you know, hey, this is the hill, we're going to storm this hill, yeah. uh, you know, very old-fashioned, and that's still very much, um, I see that a lot.
0: Yeah, well, I see it everywhere, I mean, and then and, and you think about, and I often think about the hierarchical models that mm. we have in play, mm. and, you know, I also often equate why we can't make the appropriate levels of changes for the the mm. work bases because up in the ivory tower mm. they still do it this this old way because they're still reporting in that way they're still measuring themselves in that way they're still held accountable by a board of directors in that way yeah. by that's, shareholders that way and
1: that's what they're comfortable with
0: well and but that's the way the road has been paved you yeah. know and then all of a sudden it's like this weird rite of passage you know you could have all these great ideas about yeah. how you want to make things better but as soon as you jump the gap to the ivory tower no 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 we don't do that here you know and you've got to align yourself. Mm. Right. So, you know, a lot of the times what I'm, you know, what I've often tried to figure out how to do is map what I'm doing and Mm. why it's good into a spreadsheet that makes sense to them or some sort of weird interface that allows them to kind of go, all right, I get it and move forward. Mm normally that's joe the lunatic to the person i'm talking to but oftentimes it does help you know in that sort of conversation but it doesn't change what how the company operates and i Uh, think that's sort of the the trade-off you know i've kind of given up uh, on seeing that opportunity i'll I'll run my teams like not that i'm their manager or i am i'm accountable for them but i run ourselves in a you know more of a sporting team mentality you know we all have our jobs we got to do our thing we're gonna have ups and downs we're gonna move you know we have a a goal and a purpose we're trying to achieve that Uh, we're gonna have to eat some shit sometimes we're gonna have to also you know uh figure out how to do things better right and i'm gonna give you the space to do that so that that's the way i look at it it's like i can push as much as i can Mm. away from us Mm. you know i can do that anytime but if you're not performing for me then you know in the way that we're agreeing then we're not going to keep moving right And we're gonna have to figure that out actually i had to kick a guy off my team once which was just intense right a full like crazy you know and i felt like i was having conversations with him, and i felt like we were moving forward but it just got to the point where You know, we had a clash and I just went, you're out, dude. Mm. I can't do this, Mm. you know, and it was hard, you know. It's tough
1: because a lot of the time the person that you're having to kick kick out, Mm. team, Mm. is fundamentally a good person. Yeah. And it might not just be a good fit for them. Yeah. And they might end up somewhere else and be fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, I think, that makes things difficult. And Mm. I've had situations in the past where I've had to performance manage someone. Right. And there's been an explosion between us Mm. and – all of a sudden, they're back on track. Yeah. And then, and I, then I've been friends with them mm. uh, after we've actually stopped working together. Right. And that was, you could see that that was just this, this um, moment. Yeah. Where, um, just, you know, I couldn't take it any longer that they were behaving the way they were behaving. Yeah. It exploded. Mm. And then, and I think that was cathartic mm. for them. And they, uh, a bit of a wake up
0: yeah well i mean that speaks that speaks to the point of like you know there's an avoidance culture right and and we often avoid the things that we want to to call out Mm. and and i mean even now like to the point where comedians can't even be comedians right and Mm. like you know it's just such an it's an interesting time only in that so many bad things have been brought up and the world is now kind of on these eggshells of like oh well we you know we got to be very careful of everything Mm. Mm. that you know we still have no backbone to kind of say, Hey, mm. I don't like this, mm. right? And you're still, and I still think fundamentally we're entitled to say that we don't like a thing. Mm. But what we end up doing is we hold that, hold on to that, mm. and we'll ride it out for a long period of time to the point at which you just spike down heavy. Mm. Mm. And whether that be at work, whether that be in a relationship, whether mm. that be in anything, you all of a sudden are stuck in this sort of idea or mindset mm. that, you know, is, you know, for lack of a better, you know, description, really negative, Mm. you know, and you're carrying the weight of that that manifests into so many different things. So until you actually get that out, even if you're on the other end of it, say, say for instance, in, in managing someone like Mm. that, you know, you maybe would have had to have held onto that for a bit. What am I going to do? And in this situation, I was months out, you know, not telling this person going, and I told my boss, I'm probably going to do this. And I think it was like three months later, you know, and I was given, I was trying, I was doing all this stuff, but it was hurting, you know, Mm. it hurt me, made me really uncomfortable. I had all the other people in the team having a hard time. And I was that one guy that just ended up having to say, nah, I'm not doing it. You know, I can't do it. It's, it's just unfair to everything that we're working on. Um, You know, which is hard, Mm. you know, I felt, it felt good afterwards, Mm. but not for, because I got, it just felt like a load off my chest, you know, which is just so weird, you know, that we can ride that long without actually doing a thing, Mm. you know, just holding on to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting. No one likes conflict. That's why. Yeah. But I don't think conflict's a negative thing. Like confrontation in itself is, you know, like you can tell someone that you like them and that's confrontation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, It's it's confronting. It's
0: confronting. Right. (laughs) And so like, (laughs) I think the whole thing is, is like, we've, we've, we've like any negative, confrontation is yeah. what we go for but i kind of like i've been talking to my wife a lot about this she got some stuff that she's got going on and like i'm like you have a confrontation issue like mm. full stop it doesn't matter what it is everything makes you kind of almost ultimately a little uncomfortable mm. and so all of a sudden you know you're in this place where if somebody does a thing you have this sort of big reaction to it mm. She's a very emotional person all that good stuff right but you know i'm like you know i'll, I'll say something to her and she'll just start crying you know, well, I'm like, well, this is confrontation to you almost like you've manifested this into not in a, not, not this would be happy crying right, or whatever, mm. but but to the point where she can't even process it in a way that's like, you know, really comfortable and whatever. It's like full like, whoa, this is mm. so much. It just floods through. I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff going on there. But the point being, you know, everything's a confrontation. Right. And I think that, you know, when I talk to my kids about life and all that, I'm like, you're always going to be confronted with something. Mm. No matter where you're at, whether it's good or bad or somewhere in the middle, you got to be able to handle whatever's coming your way and figure out what it is you can do with it, you know. Um, But I like to look at positive confrontation a lot, Mm. you know. I like to tell people, you know, they're doing a good job. I like to talk to people about stuff. I'll engage in a very different way with people as a result Mm. because I think that, you know the more we get out, the more we say the things that are in our head, you know, like if you go in a shop, somebody does a great job, you know, of helping you. And more times than not, I've, I've watched people just walk away. You know, you might say, thank you, which hollow I feel, Mm. you know, but what I, what I like to do is tell them why I think it's good. You know, Hey, I thought that was great how you did that. Thank you very much. Mm. You know? And like, I feel like that those things help people help themselves, you know, but in a way I feel like even the positive confrontation disappears. We just Mm. don't do those even anymore, you know? Um, I just find it, I find it, uh, an interesting world to live in these days. One, when I think about for kids, right. You know what they're going to get up to, you know, we're talking about the workforce changing yeah. and all this sort of stuff and what they're going to look at when it comes in here. I was just talking about this, you know, in, in that it's that rite of passage that kind of keeps things in place. You know, I did a, a bit about, uh, Greta Thunberg, you know, the client, uh, the client, the, uh, climate, <laughs> climate change, the client climate change activist. activist. Yeah. Oh. Uh, climate change activist. Um, only in that it's like adults freaking out, you mm. know, about this whole thing. It just yeah. blew, blew my mind. Why are they freaking out? What was, what rattled them? It's, it's fascinating to watch. Because it's and
1: it's the same with, um, like my take is that it's you know you're challenging these age-old mm. uh, you know, age old patriarchal, middle aged white guy. I yeah. am one. Yeah. yeah um, am. Institutions mm. and that's going to create issues for lots of people. Mm. How would why would a sixteen year old a sixteen year old be challenging world leaders?
0: Yeah. On their behaviour. Uh, unheard of. Well, and 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 being very pinpoint specific about yeah. what she wants, yeah, and creating a movement, yeah, really. You know, and I mean, it's it's. I I just find it in, in an interesting world as well. On there, where she's literally being bullied mm. on mm. a regular basis, yep. yep, and she's persevering through that, which speaks volumes to the type of mm. kid she's mm. going, she is, the mm. potential adult she could mm. be. Um, in that, you know, and I said this and it felt really uncomfortable when I said this in this other podcast, but it was like, you know, here is a kid that's 16 that can be bullied on the internet and doesn't want to commit suicide. And there's something about that that's, you know, interesting. I feel horrible for the kids that get, go down that path. Mm. It's just rubbish that we live in a world where it can be that way Mm. now. Um, but, but I think the point I wanted to make was more like, it's like, there's something about this situation from so many different angles that makes it something worth watching. I find it very encouraging
1: that you've got young kids out there striking, protesting. I think Mm. I love it. Mm. I really do. That there's that that, um, society's being challenged Mm. Um, gives me hope. Yeah. Have you you done anything like? Have
0: you gone on a strike or anything like that? Have you done anything? Um, Protest in the past? Yeah, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. um,
1: Back way, way back years ago, um, I was involved with. anti duck shooting. Oh right. Um, wow. Yeah, which is funny because I used to do a bit of hunting when I was yeah, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. But then I got involved with these duck protesters and um wow. And this was and it was funny like we go out in the bush and we'd actually go to the sites where duck season would start. Yeah. Uh, but it was odd because I would actually end up having conversations and sit down and having a beer with the these duck, duck shooters yeah. because a lot Why of the, yeah. a lot of them are just Majority of them are just normal people, but yeah. and that's what they do. Yeah. You know, and so you have got to engage. Like it's just crazy turning up and holding a sign and saying "Stop shooting the ducks" and yeah. trying to disrupt them. But you're going to get a lot further by actually trying to engage and trying to understand why they do it, and trying to get them to understand why you don't think they should do it.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know the anti-war back when uh, John Howard decided to go mm. in and support the US and invade Iraq. Right. Uh, we marched um, for that. Mm. against that mm. uh the reconciliation i think it was the uh the walk across the hub bridge for reconciliation years ago
0: um that that would have been while i was here though right that was the yeah the, definitely um, definitely who was the pm at that time he <coughs> had a snappy nickname i can't uh, remember um kevin rudd k rudd could have been yeah, yeah i think it was because didn't he sign yeah. something he he yeah, put his name he down did, to he did and so i can't it? yeah I,
1: I think i'm pretty sure it might Sense of timing's not great. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah, that's fine on a number of levels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if I feel like anyone, if you yeah. get to the point where you feel like you've got to say something, yeah, you know, absolutely. Ne- and I've... just most recently, marriage equality. Oh right. Uh, which I was, oh, yeah, I think I, I was that. very passionate about. Yeah. Um, because to me, it was just this—it's a huge wrong mm. uh, where we're treating a group of people differently themselves and yeah. denying them fundamental human right, mm, mm. the right to to get married. Yeah, you know, um, and just crazy. And I just felt so felt so wrong that you've had conservatives mm. and people for uh, religious reasons, mm. um, yeah, you know, deciding that no, you can't have access to
0: these rights. Yeah, They're ours. Yeah, you know, it's it's that to me is a, a very weird, messy place you know, to get in like, so one One of my things is I, I have a hard time uh, picking, being forced into opinion. Mm. Uh, it's I struggle with it. I, I, as soon as I feel that I walk out. I'm just like, oh, I, don't I don't have to have any opinion here. Oof. You cannot force me oh. to have an opinion. And very often people expect that you've got
1: to have an opinion on everything. And I yeah. actually think that it's a good thing not to have an opinion. I think because everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. You know, it's saying, you know, things like ourselves, everyone's got,
0: that's right. right.
1: Yeah. Um. Sometimes you shouldn't have an opinion if it's mm. not well formed. I, I agree completely. And so, if someone asks me for my opinion, you know, what do you think about Joe's blue bicycle helmet? I'm like, well, I don't know. I've just seen it. I yeah. don't have an opinion on that. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's nice. Yeah, but, thank you. Um, so that we've got this habit mm. and expectation in society that people should have an opinion on everything. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. That this is all. I think a lot of this is pushed on by the the fact we have people on. Talkback radio and yeah, people on TV Mm. um, who are brought onto a panel Q and A on ABC to have an opinion on something. A lot of the time, you know, it's like climate change. Yeah, Um, I'm not a climate scientist. Yeah, and so you know, you and I having an argument about climate change is stupid because neither of us are experts. We Mm. only know what we've read in the press. Mm. But I'm kind of going to go with the majority of scientists out there that are saying, well, it's a thing. Yeah, right. Um.
0: Has been a thing so for a long So I've got to kind of right? try yeah. and
1: make a decision based on that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, having an opinion yeah. is not for necessarily a good it. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to have an opinion, have an opinion, but be
0: informed. Mm. No, I agree as completely. As best you can. Yeah, and I think that that's what it's about. I think we lack that, yep. um, society. And I think that that's now manifested at the internet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. Now you can hide. You can anonymously just have this crazy opinion. Yeah. Uh, and you can blast people without your face mm. and just be a mm. troll, right? Yeah. An absolute monster, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's just to control the conversation. Mm. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. It isn't even about your opinion anymore. It's just simply about control. Yeah. You know, my opinion is this, and and therefore I'm going to use it to control mm. the this conversation yeah. into into my direction. Yeah. Um, you know, and I really struggle because you start to mix. You know, things together, people start pulling like, Mm. you know, say with marriage equality, they pull religion, they've got, you know, there's government involved, there's human rights involved, there's Mm. so many parts of this going on, Mm. that I immediately start to go, well, how, like, all of these things don't almost don't make sense together. Mm. You know, like, you think about marriage, right, just full stop, just that one thing, Mm. and you immediately are, are you in or out on that. You know, yeah. like, wh- where do you stand on that? Yeah. You know, and then what is that? And where does it even come from? And why does it even exist, right? You know, like the whole thing about the fact that we didn't even have surnames back in the beginning, like yeah. early humans. Yeah. The only reason they gave us surnames, as far as I've understood it, is so that they could keep track of us yeah. and tax us, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, hold on a second. You know, and I start to then get my tinfoil hat on and yeah. I'm just like, you know, cut me loose. You know, because <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't want to have these opinions yeah. I, or start to form these types of opinions. But yeah. for some reason, my brain, just goes, hold on, you're just pulling a lot of stuff Mm. together. And it feels like it's too many things you have to have Mm. kind of as one big thing, which kind of freaks me out, you know? And I'm like, well, I just believe that everybody should be happy fundamentally. Mm. You should be able to do whatever you want, right? And if it means I want to... As long as you're not negatively impacting other people, yeah, yeah, yeah. then live your life. I I agree, you know? And that's the the part where I don't understand why it has to be that hard, Yeah, right? Yeah. Agree. Mm.
1: But it's imposing your own beliefs on other people, yeah. essentially.
0: Yeah. You know. Which is a tough one. And mm. that all comes from something, right? And, and the why of that is the fundamental part that I think most people will struggle with mm. in their lives. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if you don't ask yourself, why am I like this? Mm. And why do I think this way? Well, why are people upset because I say these things? You know, like that to me is a scary um, yeah. sort of mental state of health, mm. you know, where you can't even see, you know, these things happening around you. You know, you're almost in your own denial about it. Mm. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a sticky place, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, one at which I think maybe it's my own want and desire to not be that way that forces me to be this way out outside of myself. Right. And, and drag others into this mix because I think it's important that, you know, in the world where we can't just look at a kid who's a client activist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, climate activist. And then, you know, as a dad, I look at her and just go, that is awesome. Hmm. That is one of the most amazing totally. things I've ever seen a 16-year-old do. Fantastic. And it doesn't matter if she's right or wrong. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The fact that she's going to do it and do it in spite of it all and continue to do yeah. it and make the thing that she's doing happen is amazing to yeah. me full stop. And I know what that is, right? I would love my 15 year old kid to do something amazing like that. Mm. I don't know if he's got it in him. Mm. But you know, he's a good kid, but I don't see him doing it. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got his own little world. Sure. Yeah, and, you know, sure. He didn't see the world that way. Yeah. You know, I think he missed his nine year old freak out boat, you know, where he was, was more like that, you know, was yeah. more aware of like, kind of not liking the world mm. and whatnot. But, um, but you know, it is what it is, right? You know, we're kind of in that place. you Yeah. Know? Um, so Sean, what, what are you doing now? You ride motorcycles. That is the passion, sidecar uh, motorcycles. Of, yeah, one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've, look, I've always wanted to get a sidecar yeah. motorbike. You're like a moped guy, though. I've still got my Vespa. Yeah. Uh, for you know, Getting into the city because we live right next to the city. Yeah. Um, but it's just the freedom, being outside. Yeah. And I love the sidecar because it's, you know, my wife and I just came back from five-day ride. And it's something that we can do together, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's a real adventure that you can do. Uh, I've never been one of these guys that, um, what activity can I come up with to escape my family for a day? Golf. Right. Let's do golf. Right. You right, know, right. Um, something that my wife and I can do together. Mm, um, yeah. And I love it. It's, mm. you know, you're out, you really do feel connected to the environment. Mm. Um, it's a sidecar bike, so you don't go really fast on it. You just right. cruise along, you know, um, mm. but there's just a real sense
0: of freedom. And did this come from somewhere? You just like, did you like catch on to some sort of thing that you were like, oh, that'd be fun? Or I
1: just thought it'd be really good for for that purpose for right. to have a passenger, mm. you know, your part, your co pilot in mm. life, mm. Uh, join oh, right. you. Oh,
0: yeah, eh? nice, like that. I did.
1: Um, and uh, yeah, and like we'd love to do. You know, our plan is to do big road trips with mm. it. Mm. Um, and. Because
0: were you booking people into, was something you put?
1: some I'm, I'm fundraising for a charity. Ah, I've got a right. charity ride coming up in got it. three weeks, two weeks. And I just thought, and I'm doing the ride with the, the sidecar bike. Yeah, yeah. And I was just trying to think, my marketing head's like, hmm, uh,
0: Yeah.
1: How can I, what's the different Because we all get bombarded with mm. everyone doing fundraising, right? Mm. And I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's, you know. It, I can't expect everyone to donate because yeah. we're all just getting hit up all the time sure. with different charities. Mm. Uh, but I just thought, what's something where you actually get something tangible? And I'm yeah. like, well, I'll give you a joyride. Yeah. Donate some money, I'll give you a joyride. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of people I've got booked in for different yeah, joyrides yeah. in the sidecar. It's a, yeah. it's a novelty. yeah. You know, And some people on this weekend, that are, they bring their dogs and yeah, we're yeah. doing photo
0: shoots. And, oh, right. Yes, yeah, so that's good. Why? So
1: they're getting something for it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? Oh, right. So what is this just like local though? It's yeah. not, a, it's not part of the fun run ride. No, 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 no. So no. that's just so the, you the, the ride.
1: The charity rides taking place, um, through country, New South Wales, Got going it. through different towns and right. it's an autism, uh, it's called oh, wow. spectrum support.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Actually, I, I saw that part. Cause then I, I didn't quite understand what the sidecar thing was. And okay. then I looked like booking yeah. it and I was like, yeah. did he just get this bike? And now he's like Uber, <laughs> right? like some weird Uber thing. Good idea. Well, it could be, you should yeah. do that. Wow. I don't right, know. Thanks. Well, I don't. have you looked into it? No. I don't think you can do motorcycles. <laughs> I don't think I Because I saw the insurance. I have not looked into it. Yeah, we're building yeah, the insurance. The is probably more than the budget. Uh, no, the I don't know if it's that. I just don't know that they'll insure it. Okay. It's always the problem yeah. is is like that it's extra cover to carry extra people as soon yeah. as it becomes passenger. It's commercial. No, you can do it because like UberX, right? Like they okay. do the Uber stuff. Okay. And you can get just the slight amount of extra cover. Mm. But then there's like a gap in there if you're doing it for a certain amount of time. Okay. So as soon as like I don't know, insurance is just boring yeah is this the insurance show with jack no no No, i don't want to talk about insurance (laughs) i talk about insurance too much uh and i don't uh, talk about industries and learning new industries i'd like this is just uh, for me it's a racket like i just when i got uh, this is like in like the last three months it was like i realized it's a racket a government like business racket i went oh my god I'm literally working for a gambling you're company. On the dark again. side. <laughs> I just need like to... You're, I work, you're working for the Dark Lord. Yeah, I am. Gambling insurance. I've now fit this in. It goes, sure, it's, it's hand gambling. in hand. I forgot about that. Yeah, gambling. And then tobacco. I just yeah. got to go to tobacco. Uh-huh. I won't get into the guns here because this is, you know, it's not going to happen. Okay. But um, yeah, just kind just of... Just working total. your way down the list. Yeah, right. Dark Lords. Bad I mean, companies sell to soul. work for. Sell them a soul. <laughs> sell them a soul. Yeah. Um, and so then... So then, the sidecar thing is, is life, right? Now, yeah. that's your life, it feels like.
1: Um, like that's the- it's a big part of what we do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, t- it's, look, I'm on it every day. Yeah. It's my main ride.
0: And why um, did you pick this bike?
1: Um, i read about it, it's a Ural, it's a Russian motorbike. Ural, They're the only oh, right. motorbikes in the world that are built to come out of the factory as a sidecar. Oh. Yeah. So most side cars, you know, it's after factory, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't this know is that. the only one that comes as a sidecar. Yeah. And they're a classic. It's a, you look at the bike and you think this is out of out of the Second World War The look of it is because it yeah, was it look like that. designed on the BMW German oh, like, right. World War 2 motorbike. Okay. Yeah. The Russians the story goes the Russians got the plans or they got a couple of bikes sure. and they just started manufacturing themselves. So it's got it looks like a BMW. Yeah. It's a boxer engine. It's right. you know but then when you look up close it's like, oh hang on, it's got disc brakes. I don't think they had disc brakes in nineteen forty two. Right. And it's got fuel injection and you know right. so it's got the mod cons in that respect, but it yeah. looks
0: like a nineteen forty two motorbike. It does have that look. Yeah. It does feel like, you know, Dr. Jones yeah. Uh, yeah, you know Indiana Jones thing.
1: They're built for off roading, yeah. You know? So we spent uh Five days riding and a lot of that was dirt tracks with about yeah. 27 other bikes. Really? Yeah. And through country New South Wales and it's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's hectic. So really off-roading,
1: cool. like yeah.
0: four-wheel driving, yeah, 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 like yeah, through yeah, the like,
1: muds and like... Yeah, well, it was dry. Yeah, like, yeah. But you, know I mean. like, you yeah, 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 4 drive tracks. Yeah, 4 tracks. Yeah, we're off-road for hundreds shit. of k's. River crossings so. and shit like that? Well, there were no rivers, mate. It's but dry. you know what I mean? like a Yeah. Like you'd be... Last like year it was wet and they said they were doing river crossings. Wow. Yeah. So these things are built to take Withstand off off road. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So is it a group of people that have these types of bikes, or so the bike, all kinds?
1: So the ride that we just did was yeah. organised by the manufacturer. So they've right. got an office here in Australia, uh, Ural Australia, uh, and they organised. Mm, it's called mm. the Annual Adventure Ride. Yep. Yep. And that's what we just did. Oh, and, cool. Um, cool. Great people. Staying in country pubs. Right. The country people were just yeah, so friendly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, we pulled up in one town. Rosie and I were on our way back to mm. Sydney. And we pulled up in this little town, uh, Stroud, population 701. Nice. And uh, we just pulled up to look at our map. Mm. And there were a couple of guys sitting there in their high-vis outfits having a yeah, beer. right, right. It just knocked off. It was yeah. about 4.35 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. And we're like, oh, we're just checking our map. And they somewhere to stay, you know, down the road. And they mm. were well, oh, stay here at the pub. And yeah. Come and have a beer with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay. Yeah, why not? So we just chat, right. parked the bike, yeah. showered had some dinner, and had a few beers with the boys. It's fantastic. It's cool. really good. And that's what yeah. I, that's why I got the bike. So right. we just have these spontaneous um, experiences. that way, yeah. You know, that you can just rock up in a country town, stay at the mm. pub, make some new friends. Yeah. And to me,
0: that ticks a lot of boxes. And how does it feel? Like, so I've, I've thought about bikes before, you know, and like I was telling you before, my dad's a bit of a Harley uh, guy. He kind of got into uh, that. But then I remember... I kind of had this moment where I was like, I'll get in a bike. When I got divorced the last time, I yep. like, I'll get a motorcycle. So some of my mates were like, get a motorcycle. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. I can go riding and get away. Yeah. But then I was like, I could die. Sure. Yeah. It's very dangerous. It's dangerous, right? So, but do you, how do you find yourself uh, with that size? Like with the sidecar, it feels more like a car. It does. It's yeah. just as dangerous. But, just as dangerous. Um,
1: but you're more visible.
0: Yeah, more visible. Take yeah. up a lane. Yeah, it's more of a lane. It's noisy. You're not weaving in and out of cars as and much. And I, you know? and
1: I drive like an old lady going to a bowls match. I, oh right. I'm a really cautious,
0: yeah, rider. Um, I don't take chances. I think I've I don't take I've, risks. I think I followed a few of your friends before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I didn't know they were going to a bowls match oh, okay. I just thought they yeah. were going to the shops. Maybe it, it makes easy. more sense that they're going to a bowls easy. match. Yeah. Lawn bowling. Uh-huh. Jeez. Have you done a lot of lawn bowling? Never. Never. Maybe once. Maybe once. You know, so the, it was so barefoot bowling with a yeah, yeah. beer yeah yeah I've only done barefoot okay. bowling oh well there you go well not competitively no 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 not competitively although I saw the movie Cracker Jack which is a okay. lawn bowling thing like okay. it's a comedy about oh, it and he saves right. like a local bowling club or some cool. shit yeah anyways that was my early Australian film that I saw in Australia it's like oh this is it this is what they do down here <laughs> no 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 this no, 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 no. It's, it's not, not the only thing they do and you don't play lawn ball so no. that's good it's a pretty interesting thing. I could see myself losing myself in it if I committed. Mm. Cause I was like, you know, there's like different kinds of balls. There's all the things Joe needs to really fixate on the detail and then get some <laughs> level of mastery about it and then really be able to do it, you know, yeah. cause I'm, I'm, I'm very competitive, yeah. you know, in yeah. everything, but not like it's more about that sort of mastery of completion. Like, yeah. so I, I resonate when you say you might only stay somewhere for a couple of years and then mm. kind of maybe five years in industry or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know why I don't change jobs as much. I don't, I'm more happy just to stick it out because I've kind of feel like I'm just chopping, changing the same shit for another place, but that's sort of my cynicism. Um, But, uh, but I tend to do what, you know, this sort of thing and all these other things that I do, you know, I'll get into something and then there's that like focal point of like, you know, when will I be, Kind of have it. When will I have mm. learned it? Mm. When will all the things make sense? You know? And um, yeah, so I do that in other areas. So when, I'm, when I have Lawn Bold, I've been like, I could see myself maybe doing this, but not, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. But I was like, I could see how I could get into this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, because you, you get a box of balls, and I even looked up how much those things There's cost. a lot of
1: baggage that comes with balls and perceptions. <laughs> I <mean,
0: it's> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many already in my mind that have nothing to do with lawn bowling already. But what do you mean by being a lawn bowling person? There's a perception?
1: Yeah, that you're you're old. That you're old. But a lot of young people play bowls. Yeah. You know? So it's... it's These are misperceptions.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not here to defend lawn bowls. Well... It's gonna be hard. Only to have done it <laughs> once with no shoes on and drinking. I shouldn't have brought the analogy up, should I? Well, I don't know. I like it. I okay. kind of think it's interesting. Uh-huh. I, it explains a lot about why all these old people are driving on the roads. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't. I never know why they're going anywhere. <laughs> Although I have run into a large group of them here once by working from home, where I went to the shops to get some lunch, and I couldn't understand at like eleven thirty in the morning why the parking lot was full. And it's not large, but it's big. It's like a Woolies with yeah. like a Dan Murphy's and some other stuff. Post office is yeah. there. There's multi floor parking, packed. And I was like, "What is happening here? Like, is is like this? Is something going on? Is there like a major event going on?" No, it was just everybody must have shown up. And then someone made this analogy to me where like they, they must have just gotten like some payment or something and like must be their shopping day. And I was like, what does that even pension mean? Day. Pension, pension day. That's day. what it was. Pension day. And then I was like, what does that even mean? You know, like what they get, they don't have money. I have no idea what it's gonna be like to be an old person. I don't even know. I have no connection to what you're my not ready company. for it. Well, I don't even I can't understand it. I've I lived down the street from a old folks home. Yeah. And I I swear I scared old people every time I saw them. They often tell me to shave. Yep. Yeah, they don't, t- depending on what t-shirt I'm wearing, they judge my t-shirts, you know, and then they'll say things to me. So I'll say hello, I'm, I'm always nice and say yeah. hello, I'm moving, whatever, and I've helped some old people do some stuff. But I don't, I didn't have, like, I didn't have relationships with grandparents. Mm. So I, I had no connection to older people. So really, I just I'm like, well, what are, what are they doing? Mm. What are they up to? Like, is it? it yeah. feels like I don't understand what's going to happen <laughs> once I get to a certain point, which, which kind of freaks me out in a way. Cause I'm like, I just don't know what's going to, yeah. wh- what am I going to do? Which is, I think probably, and maybe this, I just realized this why I told my son that at 65, he should put me down. Right. Yeah. I okay. just said, just put me down. You'll I, probably have a change of heart at 65. Well, I don't actually want like, to be I've put changed down. my mind. Yeah. 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 It's, no, but no, thought, no, no, no. We signed a contract. <laughs> Stop. If I say no, just, I'm like, <laughs> just do it anyways. <laughs> Uh, no, everybody else, like my wife, has said, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. And I said, well, no, I didn't ask you. I asked him. He said yes. Right. Yeah, and he sure. was happy at 14 yeah. to shoot to kill yeah. his father sure. at 65, sure. whatever. Um, but I don't. I think that's maybe because I don't know what that world is going to look like. What will I actually be doing?
2: Mm.
0: It's like a black hole in my my ability to envision what's going to happen there. It literally is a black hole, and I don't understand it. It's an, an odd spot. But uh, what are you going to do when you're done? You know what you're gonna do when you're done with the working and the things? No idea. Travel. Travel. Yeah. How but much d- how much more time for your daughters before
1: they're kind of out in the world? Um one is uh, finishing high school next year. Right. And the oh, other okay. one the year after that.
0: Oh wow. So you're like Yeah. So we look a couple of years away well, and yeah, that's right. they're off yeah. doing their thing. I mean they'll are they, are they gonna go away or are they gonna hub out? The house I probably, probably oh. hanging out at home. I'd you say. reckon? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my kids don't live here, so okay. they live with their moms. So I I, I suspect there's going to be some window which they decide that this is going to be, yes. you know, I'll try that out, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I suspect they're just going to be, you know, leeches on <laughs> my uh, pocketbook for as Possibly. long as possible. Possibly. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to inspire them to be more. I don't know what, like one's very sporty, yeah. the oldest one, sporty kid. Yep. I'm pretty sure he'll do something with sport and figure it out. He's kind of dancing around, although he's been dancing around agriculture. Yeah. I'm massively oh. into it. I think it has to do with the fact that he's been in a garden most of his life. Yeah. His, his Nana was big, in, you know, yeah. big in that. And so he's always been doing that stuff, but he's yeah. been off. He just went to Tamworth and was like, you know, doing all the hardcore farming work. Good. And he was into it. That's like great. he loves it. And I'm like, this is, this is like farmer wants a wife. Like he's going to yeah. be the guy. Like, he could be that guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what he, you know, I don't know, but yep. he's very into it. He's also kind of, you know, sport, but then sports physio is kind of mm. interested in some of that yeah. stuff, too. You know, we were talking about whether he should travel with the team, and like, get, at least figure that out if he doesn't go down the full sports path. But he's doing water polo, like, that's his big deal. So that's like, I'm like, well, where are you going to go for water polo? And he's like, Europe. <laughs> I'm like, well, that'll be fun for you. Cool. Croatia. Cool. Cool. Wow. I live in Croatia, yeah. Like Croatia and Estonia. Oh. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, those places. Big on water polo. That's where you would have to go if yeah. you wanted to go and like become, like and get paid to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, okay, well, that's different. I guess I'll, you know, and you can't even watch it on TV. So now I'd, I'd be like, I'd have to go all the time to, watch to, your, visit, watch to, want to visit them, I guess. Yeah. Or go on YouTube. Yeah. I guess maybe YouTube would have it. I'm sure. You think so? YouTube would have free it. Free to air no. Yeah. And then the youngest one is like this, you know, sort of like, nerdy like he's not he's sporty Mm. but he's more like he's more the intellectual like the the smart brain guy the problem solver guy you know but i'm like what are you gonna do with all this he's like i don't know i just don't understand why (laughs) 53 and i still
1: don't know what i want to do yeah that's fair
0: i don't know what i want to do either i'm 42 yeah yeah 41 you don't need to know yeah i don't think you need to know you just got to do some stuff Mm. Yeah. yeah what was your first job do you remember what that was Working with my dad who was building. Oh, yeah. Labouring. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. Yeah. No, no, labouring. Yeah. I yeah. worked for my dad too. Did you like working for your dad? Yeah. Did we you hit any we shit were good, with him? We were, oh no, you didn't. We were any. good mates. No, that's lucky. Yeah. 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 He was a good guy. Yeah, like I'm I I don't know, I struggle with my dad's got PTSD. So like right. he he had that my entire life. I didn't know it. Right. Until I moved to Australia, like literally. Months before I came yeah. here, he had a full melt, like full breakdown. And then we figured out this has been my life, right? right. And this is why he's been okay. the way he is. And, and it's not that I don't have, you know, I'm not, I'm cool with him. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Um, but I'm on like a one year drought of even talking to him. So we go in and out of these like high velocity, lots of conversations, then low. Um, and anyways, and it, it, it normally paces between our lives and mm-hmm. whatever, but, but I worked for him and it was good in that I learned a lot. Yeah. He actually cut me loose a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time. I had like horrible moments working for my dad. He was like a, he was like a, kind of a dick, you know? Yeah. And then I was living with him, you know, so like the 24 seven thing. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting world. Although it has defined who I am as a person. Like my work ethic is yeah. definitely built off the fact that my dad, you know, had me working for him and yeah. set the bar and said, this is what we're doing and this is how we go yeah. for it. It's a cabinet shop. So yeah. he's, you know, I I was working that. in a cabinet shop. Yeah. I get, mm-hmm. I know it's like
1: uh, when you say work ethic, I remember when I was living at home and mm. labouring for my dad, yeah. and there was no such thing as a sick day. Yeah, like it was just we're going to work. Yeah, you know. So I, you know, very like Get sick up. days. Yeah. It's like yeah, you just go to work. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's no you such know, thing. You got to be really sick. Yeah, you know, so it's a work ethic thing. It's a, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean it. The, the and this was in Australia. Where the they, 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 there's like you know full on sick days here, like yeah. sickies, yes, it's the definition. Like, it's a culture. I had never heard of that. Yeah, like I didn't grow up that way. Yep. And chuck then here sickie. it's like you hey, chuck a sickie, and I'm like, yeah. what do you mean chuck a sickie? Like oh, yeah, like a mental health day. I'm like, are you having mental health issues? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like maybe you should see a doctor. No, no, no. I just need a day. Oh, yeah. you'll know, be fine when you go back to work. Yeah. You know, like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, just a sickie. This is a sickie. Blows me away. And then, and then there's some people that say you get eight of those. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, I don't think you get eight days. You can just system. choose to have yeah. off because you're going to say you're sick. You have to be legitimately sick. And some places, are crazy about this stuff. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, you gotta have the note. Yeah. Um, some places you don't, you know. But like, they even do that with kids. You know, at the school, right. do you have a doctor's note? I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. I said he was sick enough to not go. I should be the authority on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm The like, one paying the school fees. Exactly. Like <laughs> I should make this decision. I'm the customer. Yeah, yeah. Don't you make me go to the doctor on my <laughs> day off or whatever? I had to do take care of my kid. It's a pain in the ass anyway. Bad enough You're already. Far out. Yeah. Far out, man. All right. Well, Sean, I guess that's probably it. Cool. Is there anything you want to say to me before we go? Yeah, it's no, been good. It's been, been, been fun. Yeah, fun? shooting the breeze. Yeah, I mean, interesting. You've never done the podcast. No oh, will now Have you interviewed before? You've been interviewed before Never <laughs> been interviewed? No, I think so I feel like you'd be a guy That has said some stuff And I've a... got lots to say <laughs> so It's surprising
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I am surprised When you were on your way over here I was like Surely Sean has been interviewed By somebody before Maybe in a work context In a work just
1: Yeah Forget, like I forget like... these things Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just do things You just yeah. go talk some
0: shit and Whatever yeah. Yeah. Well mate I appreciate you coming cool. over It's been good Pulling in on the bike it was uh, it was fun. Scaring my dog. Everybody scares my dog, but you did a good job today. Yeah, so if there was a grading system on scaring my dog, you got the highest grade. Cool. He was ultimately very afraid of you. I'm not uh, competitive. Well, you know, don't be. Mm. But I think it's the helmet. It was possibly the utensils you brought through the door that Could freaked be. him out extra. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the leather jacket was intense too. Uh-huh. But looked good. Yeah, thanks. So, you know. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So there you have it, Sean Cookson, living life, doing the thing, Taylor's son, uh, potential new character on a show that no longer exists, a man who is always well-dressed, well-represented and is interested in just having a bit of fun. You know, a father, a son, all the things that we all are and we make a contribution to being, but outside of that, Sean does give back and uh, it's always interesting to hear about how people have, you know, put themselves into those positions. And it was great just having a real sort of, you know, I guess in a a way, an intimate chat with somebody about, you know, who they are and what they do. And, you know, mine that I did do a lot of talking, it is sort of the banter that we have and the way that we operate. Again, someone I've known a very long time and I had a great time just catching up with and hearing about what the heck he's been getting up to and why he's been doing it. Um, I did have to give him a brick to park his bike. It was the first time in my life somebody asked me for a brick when they got to my house. So I will chalk that up to being the first person who has asked for a brick in my life it was Sean Cookson. And again, Sean, thank you again. Uh, and everybody else, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you on uh, the next one when you listen to me talk to other people and they talk as well. Peace out, everybody, and thank you.